This is the Mind and Wellness Podcast. We're raising mental health awareness by discussing the little things you can do to enhance your life, covering topics like anxiety, depression, and how to handle life's pressures. With your hosts, Scott Quinnell and Jennifer Herman. Together, we will show you how to improve your mind and wellness. This podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Center for Personal and Family Development, a mental health clinic in the greater Twin Cities area. No matter what, there are people to help. For more information, visit mentalhealthinc.com or call them at 651-647-1900. So Scott, off the mic, you were talking to me about people being afraid to pursue therapy. So I thought today might be a good day to talk about it. There's five things that I think are main points. So the first one is fear of stigma. There's a negative stigma in the United States around mental health. People perceive it as being crazy. So can you just explain to the audience like what stigma is? So stigma in this case has a negative connotation, such as being crazy. So people go into like a therapist's office kind of just thinking that they have like a label on them? Correct. And that's what you mean by stigma? Right. That there's a problem or that you have significant issues that you just can't resolve on your own and why can't you? And that also you might be less than of a person. And if you think about it from a job, if you need help problem solving, you're going to seek your coworkers or your boss to get answers. Right. And like you don't go through school with the teacher saying, well, it's all on you guys to figure it out. No, they always say my office hours are and then a time slot. The responsible thing is seeking where you can get the resources and support. People are here to help. People need people to get through. Correct. The second point is the fear of diagnosis, that I'm going to get a label and I'm going to be stuck with it forever. And believe it or not, there's over 300 different mental health diagnoses. 300 different diagnoses that are lifelong? That's, that's a great question, Scott. There's actually 300 different mental health disorders in the DSM-5, which is our diagnostic book that we use to diagnose individuals. So which ones are lifelong? One of them is people with schizophrenia. So lifelong ones are what people will refer to as severe and persistent mental illness. So lastly, with the fear of diagnoses, is that it's going to be with you lifelong. And that's just not true. Just like for surgeries, it's done, it's over, it's in your history. And that can certainly be true with mental health diagnoses. The third point is that I'm always going to be in therapy. Well, that's not true. I mean, you don't go into therapy thinking it's going to be a lifelong journey. No. You go into therapy with a plan to say goodbye at some point, that you're coming in for a purpose, you're going to work with your therapist, you're going to gain some skills, and you're going to terminate therapy. And the same thing kind of applies uh, to really 
anything you do. I mean, as a trainer, I don't expect clients to stick with me forever. You don't go into school expecting that, well, I'm going to be in, you know, second grade until I'm 90, right? It's, right. it's just a temporary thing that you just go in, get some help, learn some skills, and then that's it. Exactly. There's a couple instances where I want to point out that, you know, if therapy is going really well and you resolve whatever you're working on, you might decide that you want to work on something else because you're working really well with that therapist. There's other times where you've worked through whatever issue you came in initially for, and then you want to come back for maintenance because you might need a tune-up and you want to make sure that you're staying on track. And I'm sure you find that in your physical health world. You could have a patient and I could have a client that come in uh, pretty consistently, maybe for a couple months, a couple weeks. And then after that, they're like, okay, I think I can go out on my own. And then they'll just come in once or twice a month just to talk and just to make sure that they're doing every, everything okay. Exactly. The fourth point is a fear of being judged. Therapists go through training to create a safe therapeutic environment and to be non-judgmental. And there is an unconditional positive regard. So you said unconditional positive regard. What exactly is that? That is accepting somebody where they're at, no matter what. And it really comes down to respect. And in addition to education and sensitivity training, therapists go through cultural norms, sexual identity and orientation training, so that they can have a deeper understanding and empathy, so that no matter who they're working with, they can relate to the best of their ability and connect with the client that is sitting across from them. And the fifth point is the fear of opening up to a stranger. You're coming into therapy. You're meeting somebody new, someone you've never met before. And sometimes this is the first time you've ever talked about a concern that you have. Right, you might not even have like said anything to your best friend or... To your spouse, even. Absolutely. So someone comes into their first appointment, and I mean, they're super nervous. How long, typically, does it take for somebody to open up? Like, does it take a session, or does it take a couple sessions? That's a great question. And it really is up to the individual. And I would say there could be a connection right away, and the client could feel comfortable and start talking right away. or it might take up to three sessions, maybe even longer. There isn't a recipe of how long it takes, but I will tell you this. If you have any reservations, you certainly have every right to talk to the therapist over the phone and interview that therapist, ask about their approach. You can look online um, and look at their profile, see about their style. And you can ask questions when I do when you talk to them on the phone, get a feel for them. Certain therapists they have different styles. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Different therapists practice different models of therapy. So you would just say like just call a couple different therapists, kind of just to get get to know each one. Exactly. You would ask them what their mode of therapy would be, get to know their personality. Some individuals like really engaging therapists 
and direct therapists. Some individuals may be intimidated like that and would prefer more of, uh, more of an indirect therapist. So you really need to make sure that the style of the therapist is going to work for you. And so one thing that is common between any therapist that you talk to is that they all will keep that information confidential. Absolutely. Every therapist is bound by a rule of conduct. We are bound by confidentiality. And there are only a few exceptions where we have to break that. And a couple examples of those would be self to harm and self to others. Then we are mandated reporters also, and that would be a a breach of confidentiality as well. And with that, you can find us at the Mind and Wellness Podcast on Facebook and visit our website at midwestcenterforyou.com. Thanks for listening.